Sanders. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Greetings, everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about ferritin and hypothyroidism. I've been telling my patients over the last few months that I was going to be reporting on some new information out of Finland on the connection with ferritin and hypothyroidism. So, here we go. Now, I have done a previous podcast that's more specifically on the ferritin test itself, which is a blood test. And the ferritin test measures how much iron is stored in your body. So you can check out that podcast or on drhedberg.com. The article is called the ferritin level test, if you want to check that out for some more details. But the ferritin test, uh, like I said, it, it's basically going to tell us how much iron is stored in your body, which is really key when it comes to hypothyroidism. And it's a test that conventional doctors really not only never run or hardly ever run, uh, but they don't really interpret it correctly either because they just look at the lab range. And the lab range has many, many issues that we uh, we know now from the literature. So what are the symptoms of low ferritin? Weakness, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, poor work productivity, cold hands and feet, poor short-term memory, difficulty remembering names, dizziness, pounding in the ears, shortness of breath, brittle nails, headaches, and restless legs. So you can see there's tremendous overlap there with Hashimoto's disease and hypothyroidism. So that can create some confusion. Now I do go into more detail in this in my other post on ferritin, but I'll just briefly mention what causes iron deficiency and low ferritin. So we see this mainly in women because they have uh, some women, especially with hypothyroidism, they have a very heavy menstrual cycle. And so every month when a woman has her cycle, she loses a fair amount of iron when she bleeds. And if there's heavy bleeding, then there's going to be even more loss of iron. Blood donations are a big factor. Pregnancies, surgeries, accidents, gastritis, if you have a lot of inflammation in the gut, antacid medications like Tums and Prilosec and Nexium and those proton pump inhibitors, those are a major problem. And then celiac disease is another big one. So if you have any kind of gut problem like dysbiosis or anything else, even some certain worms and parasites uh, will, will consume iron from the food that you eat. So if you have any kind of malabsorption or gut issue, then ferritin can be low. Also, if you're a very high-level athlete, or if you're a vegan or vegetarian, uh, you're at risk for low ferritin levels. And so those are really some of the main main causes. 
Now, optimal ferritin levels, this is where the issue is with conventional medicine. The lab ranges are usually around 10 to 20 as the cutoff, the upper end. And once ferritin gets below 30, that is conventionally considered iron deficiency, even though the lab range usually cuts off on the upper end around 20. Now, the ferritin can be normal, say around 50 to 100, but the patient can actually still be iron deficient. And this this is what makes the diagnosis so tricky. Now, this uh, doctor out of Finland, Dr. Essa Sopi, S-O-P-P-I, he works in the Ira Hospital in Helsinki, Finland. He says that optimal ferritin levels for hypothyroidism are greater than 100. And iron therapy should be continued until all of the symptoms have resolved. And so he recommends having the ferritin level checked regularly really uh, no longer than every three months, sometimes shorter, every month or two. And if you have a ferritin, he also states, if you have a ferritin less than 75 and, and that patient has restless leg syndrome, then they should be considered iron deficient. So this is really interesting because I've noticed in patients over the years with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism, they do start to feel worse when their ferritin drops below 80, uh, sometimes below 50. And there's usually hair loss once the ferritin starts to get below 50. So that's kind of one of the easiest, quickest ways to turn hair loss around is getting the ferritin levels back up if they've dropped below 50. And according to Dr. Sopi, and he's a, a medical internist, by the way, He says that 10 to 20% of menstruating females are iron deficient. So that's a huge percentage. And that percentage is probably higher in in women with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. So, you know, Hashimoto's disease, it's very common in those with celiac disease. And celiac disease leads to iron deficiency due to malabsorption. Also, hypothyroidism leads to low stomach acid. And so that's going to impair the breakdown and absorption of iron in the gut. And also thyroid hormone, it's very important for the utilization of iron. So you can see how this can create a a vicious cycle. And Dr. Sopi, he also states hypothyroidism based on symptoms is indistinguishable from iron deficiency. So, again, the the symptoms of classic thyroid disease, fatigue, brain fog, muscle and joint pain, weight gain, headache, difficulty breathing, heart palpitations and arrhythmias, sleep problems, a lump in the throat, difficulty swallowing, restless legs. So there's just so much overlap there. And a lot of times he states that these women, they come in and they're diagnosed with subclinical hypothyroidism, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, chronic Lyme disease, overtraining, and burnout, despite their blood tests being normal. And so if the ferritin level is greater than 50, with no obvious reason for iron deficiency, 
Then you we start thinking about uh, issues with the liver and the kidneys. Um, someone can be losing blood in their stool, so there could be issues there in the gut, causing bleeding and iron loss. Secretory IgA deficiency, or SIG-A, that's the immunoglobulin that lines the gut and the mucous membranes, the sinuses and the lungs, and it protects you from infections. Calcium disorders, vitamin D, and vitamin B12 deficiencies. So any of those that I just mentioned can also lead to iron deficiency. So why is iron so important for the thyroid? So iron is required for the production of the thyroid hormones, T4 and T3, in the thyroid gland. It's also important for the conversion of the less active T4 into the more active T3. And iron is required for the utilization of T3 inside the cell. So it, it just impacts every single aspect of of thyroid hormone production, activation, and utilization. And that's why it's so important. The other thing is that, so the, the TSH, the free T4, and the free T3 can all actually look normal. And low iron stores will impair the utilization of the thyroid hormone in the cell at the receptor level. So it'll create a picture that all the numbers are normal, but you still don't feel well because your ferritin levels are in the tank. Also, uh, research has shown, and I linked to a study in this article, that low ferritin levels actually increase the production of reverse T3. And so we know that reverse T3 is the inactive form of T3, and the reverse T3 will bind to T3 receptors and block T3 from binding to them. So you're getting hit in multiple ways here because the T3 that you are making is being converted into reverse T3. So your T3 levels are going to be lower. And then the reverse T3 blocks the T3 that you do have. And then the T3 that is actually getting into the cell is not even going to work well because your ferritin levels are low. So there's just multiple factors here. And we know that this is also stated in the literature. You can't you can't even accurately make a diagnosis of hypothyroidism if the ferritin levels are low because there's so many connections there. So low ferritin levels, they've, they've also been linked to the formation of goiters in children. And that's because, so a goiter is just an enlargement of the thyroid gland. And that's usually because of iodine deficiency. And the uh, iron deficiency has actually been shown to decrease the effectiveness of iodine supplementation. And so if you have low ferritin, the iodine that you are taking in isn't going to work as well, and you're more likely to lead to a goiter. So really to prevent goiter properly, iron and uh, ferritin levels should also be checked along with effective iodine supplementation if there is a deficiency. Also, and I linked to a study here on the, the website, so thyroid hormone replacement has been shown to increase ferritin levels quite quickly. 
Now, the question of whether or not to supplement with iron just by by itself or with thyroid medication, that's something you discuss with your doctor. However, if you're not responding to the iron supplementation, then you may need prescription thyroid hormone to really kick those levels up quickly. Also, and I link to another study, thyroid hormone is required for the proper utilization of iron in the liver. So your liver health should be checked as well. And too little thyroid hormone, that's been shown to lower ferritin levels. And too much thyroid hormone, like in Graves' disease, which is hyperthyroidism, this will increase the ferritin. So as thyroid function drops, ferritin drops. As it increases, uh, ferritin levels also increase. And uh, I link to another study that shows hypothyroidism does in fact lead to low ferritin levels. So it's another, again, it's sort of a vicious, a vicious cycle there. Now, if your ferritin levels are elevated, that could be something serious like cancer. So you need to be sure you're working with a skilled uh, doctor with that. Other reasons for elevated ferritin could be inflammation and acute infection. Uh, exposure to large amounts of iron, like from well water, iron cookware, or if you're taking iron supplements. So those are all things to be aware of. Also, if your ferritin is really low, it, it, that, it could be low also from internal bleeding. You know, like I said earlier, you can lose it during your menstrual cycle or a bleeding into the stool and the colon. But you could have some sort of serious illness uh, like cancer that could lead to internal bleeding and that can also lower the ferritin. So again, you want to be, you want to make sure you're getting checked out. So I get great results with patients when we balance their iron and ferritin levels, sometimes rapid improvement, sometimes just in a few days. And once the ferritin get back, gets back to normal, uh, some patients can lower their thyroid medication dose because they just don't need as much. And then some patients are able to, uh, they just don't need the thyroid hormone anymore uh, once we get the ferritin back up. And then you just check it periodically and make sure it's maintaining and uh, not not uh, bottoming out again. And usually when, the, when we heal the gut and, and the diet is is uh, sufficient with iron you can keep those levels up but you also have to correct the reasons for the heavy menstrual cycle if that is the reason why the ferritin is so low and the heavy menstrual cycle is is mostly due to too much estrogen estrogen dominance uh, not enough progesterone and that is a pattern that is also connected to hypothyroidism and also gut health so this is definitely one test that you don't want to miss if you have Hashimoto's disease and hypothyroidism. Now you also want to have your serum iron checked, the uh, iron saturation, and the TIBC, the total iron binding capacity, to get a better picture of whether or not it's okay for you to supplement with iron. And then additional tests, are, it's called the transferrin and the transferrin saturation tests. Those also give us information on how much iron is in the blood, how much is on the red blood cell, and if the red blood cell has adequate room 
for more iron. So all of those are can be important in some cases as well. So go to drhedberg.com. This particular article is called Ferritin and Hypothyroidism, and I link to all the studies that I mention in this podcast. So I hope that was helpful. Make sure you get your ferritin checked and optimize your iron levels, and you could see some major, major improvements in how you feel if you have hypothyroidism. All right, well, take care, everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg. I will talk to you next time. If you enjoy the Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.